Go, Chris. Goodbye, my friend, it's hard to die When all the birds are singing in the sky And all the flowers are everywhere Good day, ladies and gentlemen of the internet. Welcome to the podcast, Love the Graps. I'm Chris. I am on the line via Skype with Alan. Hello. There's Alan. And uh, this is our podcast that we use to try and maintain some sort of sanity whilst all around us is crumbling. I mean, that's gone, isn't it? That's gone. Yeah, civilization as we knew it is is crumbling. Yeah, we're Um, all just living in Boris Johnson's apocalypse right now. Yeah, but it's okay Um, because Dommy Cummies says it's okay if a few pensioners die. Oh, cool. I mean, he, he, you know... Like he's one step away from endorsing eugenics, so yeah, um, it wouldn't surprise me if he had done that at some point in the past. Yeah, but he was better at purging it from uh, social media than that other fella. Yeah, who was that guy a couple of months ago? I don't know. He'll be he'll be back soon. Yeah, yeah, slipped in under cover of night. Yeah, it'll get to the point where nobody with any humanity wants to work for this government. <laughs> I don't know. They're socialists now, so. Well, I mean, there is that. Yeah, yeah. Although, as a, a, a woman who came into my work told me yesterday, she was glad that Corbyn isn't in charge at this time. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Because he, he, what would yeah. he have done? Well, with his caring attitude and uh, and willingness to ensure that the the most vulnerable in our society are protected, um, we'd be lost. Well, I have to say, Alan, a man cannot live on strawberry jam alone. Well, no, no. Talking to strawberry jam, I I got quite annoyed today. But then I realised, you know, little things because I saw a post someone had put on Facebook of a dog that they said uh, gave its neighbours, its owners a heart attack because they found it covered in in red um, and thought it was bleeding. (laughs) But it actually got into the jam. And like, uh, right. that's that's fine. But I saw that exact same pair of photos the other day claiming that a dog had eaten a dragon fruit. Uh, mm. Mate, like if we can't believe and our heartwarming news about what our mischievous corgis have been up to, then what can we do? Well, I got sent a, um, a screenshot of a tweet yesterday about a dog that um, that had injured itself. Uh, because right. of because of the um, self isolation and social distancing, because its owners were around in the house so much, yeah. it had strained its tail from wagging too much. Uh, it was just so happy. It's so sad, isn't it? You know <laughs> what? Like, what you need to do with that kind of thing? Just pop an elastic band really tight around the base of the tail. A couple of days later, everything's fine. Fall off, yeah. Fall off, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Easy. Get yeah. rid of it. But need yeah. that. We, I mean, we can't afford such luxuries as tails in this time of national emergency. No, most of us got rid of ours years ago. Yep. Yep. I wish I did. I, did, I wish I had a tail. Tails are pretty cool, aren't they? I mean, we'd have to completely rethink trousers. Well, or they'd have to just be incredibly low slung. Yeah. Yeah. So perhaps that's what what they're doing you know all these uh these youths 
yeah. um, you know, the, the youths. Uh, perhaps yeah. they're, they're kind of willing. <clears throat> they might be taking some kind of drug. Um, you know, the, the marijuanas, that might be a drug well, to, to make your tail grow back. Maybe they've recently amputated their tail and they're getting like right. phantom, phantom uh, tingling from where right. it used to be. Yeah, sold the tail on the tail black market. Yeah, because you know who likes eating tails, don't you? Well, the Chinese. Yeah, not good. yeah. <laughs> uh, this, uh, this, this, the Chinese flu that we're all avoiding. Yeah, yeah. So. this this Chinese virus. Oh God, oh, Donald um, Trump. I am. So I'm recording this. I'm out and about. I've gone for a walk in West yeah. Ham Park. Yeah. Um, but you are still uh, practicing social distancing. I am. Yeah. Yeah, 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 we should say that. Um, yeah. Just, uh, you know, letting people pass at a, at a reasonable distance. Um, yeah. But there's a there's an ice cream van. Oh man. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I guess people are going shopping. So that's one thing. Mate, if <laughs> if if we if we stop buying ice creams, the virus is one. Well, and yeah, we that's... can't let the virus think it's one. I think it's just it's good. We need to support our um, our Italian brothers in this time. Of course. And what better way than uh, than than buying a a, a whippy? Now, I just went out van. for some uh, essential supplies. Uh, in that I bought a desk uh, yeah. for for my daughter because she's off school, and uh, we're gonna try and make her do some homework. I'm I'm against this, but I've lost this argument. Um, and. I supported a uh, an independent local retailer to get it, okay, mainly mainly because Argos were out of stock, right. um, because I think someone's hoarding desks. Um, but yeah, I went to a uh, an independent local retailer uh, uh, on Overston Road. You might know it. Oh, at the end of Overston Road. Yeah, Is yeah, it? by the yeah, by yeah, the yeah. Uh, the Good Loaf. Yeah, 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 yeah. Underneath the Good Loaf, yeah. That's yeah. Northampton stuff. Yeah, yeah. So it's been in there a couple of times. Shout out for for people from Northampton. Except the the two women in there, um, they're they're over from the Rushton branch, and they didn't know where anything was uh, because oh, okay. apparently the Northampton people have gone down with the with the virus, or at least are self isolating. Oh boy, yeah. Um, yeah. So we, we we're doing these podcasts as a as a reason to check in with each other, which yeah. is nice, um, but also to talk about what we've been up to to try and while away the hours before our inevitable demise yes um so wrestling wise i guess we both caught the second part of the acid cup gcw yeah. so we, we spoke a bit about the acid cup uh on friday's podcast yeah um but for those of you who didn't listen to that i don't know why you wouldn't what else are you doing with your time but those of you who didn't uh gcw managed to get a couple of behind closed doors shows in before the the lockdown goes into uh into operation although some things are going to carry on did you hear that they're, they're taping wrestlemania this week oh so are they doing it in like the performance center or something yeah. like that and they're taping it so wow. it's not even going to go out live like i mean i'm way more interested in that but yeah. i don't need that to be live i want like, special effects added <laughs> I, do, do you remember um did you ever see the halftime heat 
yeah. match between the empty arena match between yeah. Mick Foley and The Rock. Yeah. Um, and there were some very interesting camera angles in that. Like, like sometimes they get a bit cute with sort of taped stuff, and they like uh, do this thing where they will do it from somebody's point of view or right. something like that. It's just not a normal camera angle, and I'm pretty yeah. sure there's a bit in that where, um, I've like there's a forklift truck involved. Was Brett has to drive in it? And as the forklift truck lowers down onto, I can't. Like, assuming it was um uh mick foley but like it comes right. down and the yeah. camera is like facing downwards like like it's the forklift trucks truck's point of view right um like it's got eyes on his forks yeah 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 like that sort of thing nice. like they, they just they they kind of forget what reality is um well i mean that's perfect the, for vince mcmahon isn't it he's yeah long lost what reality is um yeah. but yeah so um Apart from the likes of WWE and AEW, which are apparently continuing to to put on shows each week, it's part of the uh, the national effort, isn't it, to keep spirits up? That's what it is. Yeah. Um, although AEW uh, have said that they're not doing blood and guts this Wednesday. Oh, well, they're going to me then. They're going to save lost it. Me. Well, I mean, it might be because perhaps having people bleeding on TV at a time of a pandemic is probably not the best look. Mm. Um, I did notice that the GCW um, noted for their bleeding didn't didn't really have much bleeding, uh, any bleeding at all. In fact, um, no. on, the, on their show. Um, I mean, it but, wasn't that sort of a show, but no, no. Um, but yeah, so AEW are carrying on. Uh, one little AEW note before we, we get on this, because we're on a little bit of a segue about AEW. Um, the Lance Archer bit, that was apparently Darby Allen's house. Oh, OK. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it was the the big house in the background or that shack. Um, I imagine it was probably the shack, wasn't it? Yeah. Where he lives with that with that little fella. Um, That little fella. That's that's Darby's roommate. Okay. I don't know if it is. Just spread that rumor (laughs) now. I've started it. There's that funny bit at the end of that bit where somebody else comes storming up. Like Jake Roberts and Lance Vance are walking away, and somebody else is like, "Oi!" I'll I'll fight you. He's already beaten everybody up, and this one skinny lad comes up at the end. He's like, "No, I'll fight you." And he's like, "Oh, here we go again." Yeah. And he just beats the shit out of him. I imagine that's Darby Allen's brother. Yeah, yeah. And um, throughout that uh, skit, Jake Roberts is sitting on a kind of a throne, and that's yeah. exactly the kind of thing you'd imagine Darby Allen having in his house. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, yeah. He's bought it from. Um, he saved up for that and ordered yeah. it from the back back of a magazine, yeah. back of an old issue of Kerrang. Right. Um, <laughs> so, to get it so, imported. Like just quickly, whilst I'm on that, yeah. Um, so somebody uh, linked me to an Instagram account, um, which is like some. There's a girl that has got this, like, found this whole cache of like old issues of Kerrang magazine from like Sweet. the late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah. Um, and she's just posting like all of the embarrassing stuff on on there. And I am really I'm I'm there for it. But I am concerned that at some point um the issue where I tell everybody that I've been listening to the Lost Profits album might come up. <laughs> um, was that a thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was uh, 
at a gig at the Roadmender, and they right. were they, they were there, and like so they used to do a thing where they would go to a gig, and like obviously they're reviewing it and stuff, but they have yeah, a photographer yeah. and they grab a couple of people and go, "What did you think of the gig? What are you listening to right now?" And I got grabbed. Right. I got I got grabbed, and that was one of the albums that I'd mentioned. Nice. Um, so so I, I can only imagine that Jan Buxton's got a complete run of every magazine ever published. <laughs> um, yeah, he'll be able so, to dig that out in seconds. Yeah, so Jan, uh, dig that out. What Roughly what year was it? Oh, it would have been like, it would have been like around 2000, 2001, maybe. So old enough maybe to know ni- No, maybe 99. Right. I don't know, whenever that first Lost Profits album came out. Um, okay. But before it got the major reissue, so I was ahead, I was slightly ahead of the curve, but um, so the Instagram account is Mosher Mags. I do I do recommend checking it out because right. it's it is great stuff. Um, yeah. yeah. So GCW. Then. So yeah. Cup. So they they did a, a show behind closed doors at a secret location, which definitely wasn't the Voltage Lounge in Philadelphia, um, and it ran for two nights on IWTV Live. And while it was going on, you could donate money to an Indiegogo uh, to split the money between those people on the show. Um, and they raised over $10,000 in the end, which is which is pretty cool when you've got idiots like Braun Strowman acting like a big baby on Twitter about people asking for money. Um, it's really good that uh, people are, are giving a bit back um and for that money that we we donated i don't know if you donated i didn't donate because um i will i will at some point i'll need to buy some merch off some of these people at some point but some of their merch is really bad so this is a psa a public service announcement to all talent out there make your t-shirts better i want to give you money and support you but i may as well just give you money for the state of some of your t-shirts so yeah. make your T-shirts better and then I won't feel so bad about giving you money. And female talent as well. It's, I'd love to support you by buying your saucy 8x10s, but I can't look you in the face if I do. So it's, it's all just a <laughs> bit weird. So, you know, maybe have a, a photo of yourself fully clothed, maybe extra clothing, uh, put it on an 8x10 and then I might be able to buy it and uh, feel a bit better about it. So. Do you know what go. people should should be doing right now is what? um is is like doing um best of right yeah selling selling those because people yeah. need stuff to be getting on with like and, and consuming yeah um maybe I'll, maybe I'll have a look into that I might try and compile some stuff for people yeah. on uh, best best of Charlie Evans in good yeah I might yeah. just do complete a complete Charlie Evans in good yeah. Um, I did see the other day that um, somebody was uh, trumped in that uh, at 7 p.m. they were going to be showing the best of Lever Bates. And I thought, well, what are you showing at five past? <laughs> <laughs> ah. So, yeah, well, GCW. They, 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 yeah, they could compile just the entrances because that's it, isn't it? It's, oh, yeah. what cosplay is she in? Yeah. I once yeah, saw her on. have a bad match with Nixon Yule. Imagine that. Yeah. Yeah, so GCW, uh, they did the first night of the tournament, which was eight singles matches uh, in the first round of the Acid Cup in memory of Trent Acid, who died 10 years ago um, from a heroin overdose, quite sadly. Um, And there was a bit on on commentary where um, towards the end of the show, uh, 
Joey Janela was was getting really really sad, um, and he was talking about uh, how sad it was that Trent Acid died and how he'd lost other friends uh, to similar addictions and how sad it was that this was going to be the the last bit of wrestling before it closed out. And I think for apparently at that point Nick Gage walked up to him and put his arm around him, <laughs> and it was just like Joey, you all right? You're right, man. You're right. It was just yeah. yeah. So um yeah, in memory of Trent Acid, and so the second night was the quarterfinals, semifinals, and final, and a couple of other matches. Um, so you basically got to see everybody who worked the first night, including Lucky 13 uh, with his dislocated shoulder, although he didn't seem to know himself that he was he was going to be wrestling in uh, the clusterfuck. Um, he had to be told, um, right, you're oh, in right. it. But it, it, didn't, it didn't let him sort of, it, it, didn't, it didn't hold him back. Um, he still put his all into it. But uh, what did you think of the show this time, Chris? Um, I, it was an improvement, um, yeah. at least in part because, you know, we, we got to some wrestling matches that felt like they mattered a bit more and were, yeah. um, there, there weren't, I don't know, it didn't feel like there were people just making up the numbers. Um, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, also, and also we had some fun stuff. Yeah. I mean, like, do you, do you want to talk about that match? Well, I mean, we'll talk about it in a second. But I thought okay. in terms of, of wrestling, I think it helped that Chris Dickinson wrestled three times. Yeah. Um, because he is really, really good. And that was another thing that Joey Janela got really sad about, that um, he was he was saying that uh, WrestleMania weekend or the spring break and blood sport and, and stuff like that, was he was pretty sure it was going to break out Chris Dickinson. Um and uh, yes. now he was going to miss out on that. And Chris Dixon is is great. And I thought, yeah. like the the match in the final with Blake Christian was was just outstanding. Uh, and I thought Blake Christian's match with Jordan Oliver was really good as well. Um, Jordan Oliver is one who's he's not the finished article by any stretch of the imagination, and he seems to be at least his wrestling character a massive douchebag. Um, but that match between those two was really, really good. Um, and the, the, the Chris Dickinson matches was good. Someone was a bit uncharitable on, on uh, social media and said that Chris Dickinson had his usual match at half speed. So Ali cat could keep up. And I thought that was a bit harsh. Um, Cause I thought she was really good in, in their match as well, but I really enjoyed the, the wrestling matches um, yeah. that they put on as part of the tournament. It was, yeah, it was nice to see some guys like go all out knowing that, that is going to be their last match for quite a while. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think everybody put their best foot forward. Um, and uh, yeah, there, there was nice to see some, um, some decent wrestling. I re- As I say, I really wasn't into that first show. No. Um, but this one got me a little bit more. So yeah, yeah. good job. Good job, yeah. peoples. Um, yeah. Then, yeah I'm, a, I'm a Chris Dickinson fan. Yeah, um, I mean, I can't yeah, believe so, we've only ever seen him live once, haven't we? Um, yeah, in, in yeah, Telford. Yeah, yeah weird. Uh, against Ryan Smile, was it? No, it was against Chris Brooks. Was it for the Young Lions? Yeah, um, I remember because the joke was that there were there was two Chris's. Right. Yeah, and that was when he had a T-shirt that said "Born to Rape the World" on it, wasn't it? That is, that's true. Yeah, yeah. a family show. Um, yeah, and that was just after the uh, the Kimberley incident, so I didn't know what to make of him at that point. Um, of course, since then, I've seen more Kimberly and realised that, that she's just as much of an idiot as he was for, for doing it. Because he, he Pazuzu bombed her into the, the turnbuckles in the corner 
like right at the bottom and like it just looked horrible and it, it went viral and people were like oh intergender violence and so at that point I was a bit like do I like this guy but that was like four years ago now so yeah I yeah. really like this guy now so <laughs> yeah and 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 long time listeners of the podcast will know that he is George uh, from the Seinfeld gang he is George Costanza yeah from Catchpoint Seinfeld yeah. So as as well as that, they had a couple of other matches on. They didn't have a halftime show this time. Um, there was no Pitbull concert, although Pitbull did return in the yeah, clusterfuck. Well, he did, and um, you know, he almost won the whole thing. Well, you see, I'm a, I'm a bit torn on that because the the clusterfuck <laughs> you can be eliminated by pinfall, submission, going over the top rope, or death. But surely yeah. the corpse of Pitbull is already dead. Yeah, well, so he'd already been, he'd already died. Yeah. So he didn't die within the course of the match. This is the corpse of Pitbull that's competing. So he's an, he's undead. Like right, he's into yeah. he's into whatever second phase of life is for um, uh, beheaded Pitbull cardboard yeah. cut out. It was the the headless corpse of Pitbull, wasn't it? Because of course Nick Cage decap uh, Nick Cage uh, decapitated him on on night one. Um, yes. But also, um, instead of Pitbull, uh, throughout the night, they had a special guest uh, at ringside, a cardboard cutout of John Cena. Yeah. Um, and John Cena came in in the clusterfuck as well. John Cena did make an appearance. Which actually yeah. made me lol watching it. It was yeah. it was brilliant. It was stupid. It was, it was what so they'd stupid. done. They'd torn the head off the John Cena cutout and taped it to a man's face and tore the torso off and taped that to a man's torso. And then that man entered the clusterfuck as John Cena, yeah. doing all John Cena's moves. Yep. Perfect. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah. Loved it. Basically, it felt like everybody in the room who hadn't already wrestled was in the clusterfuck. Yeah, the T-shirt um, guy. Um, yeah. The, 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 the weird ring guy who, who had his own gear. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Brett Lauderdale didn't. The photographer no. didn't. Okay. Or the photographer did win he did the raffle. Get in the ring. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was just a really nice bit of fun. Invisible Man wasn't in it, which was weird. I thought Invisible Man might be in it. Um, but you know, it, he's obviously under self isolation. Yeah. Because um, yeah. he died at, at one point last year, so he, you know, yeah. he, his his health health is it's not also, the best. Yeah, and it's also quite difficult for the Invisible Man to self isolate. Uh, yes, if it's like an out, have to go out in public, so he tries to stay home as much as he can. Yeah, yeah. Because people people don't see him, do they? So they can't avoid him. No, no. And as as well as the the clusterfuck, they had a match which kind of gone a bit viral. Um, yes. And has upset Jim Cornette, which is always a good sign that good. that something has worked. Uh, they had the social distancing match. Yep. Yeah. Between uh, Joey Janela yeah. and Jimmy Lloyd. Now, so, just to aside on Jimmy Lloyd, they put um, a video up of Joey Janela's first match with the Invisible Man at the weekend, which was five mm-hmm. years ago when Jimmy Lloyd was 16. So that means Jimmy Lloyd is only 21 years old. That's crazy. I know. It's like, do, you reckon we'll, do, you reckon, do you reckon we'll see Jimmy Lloyd in WWE one day? I hope so. I hope so. Still, I never still in the I'd... same ratty... Like, yeah. I never thought I'd see Kevin Steen in WWE. Well, no, no. And there you are. Yeah. So. Lever Bates put a picture up on uh, Twitter earlier of her in in the high school band when she was like twelve or thirteen, and she looked a bit like mm-hmm. Jim Lloyd. 
<laughs> which I don't know if that's a compliment to Jimmy Lloyd or or a detriment to uh, to Lever Bates or vice versa uh, to uh, Vida Scott. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so they did the social distancing match, uh, which the the referee who was wearing gloves and a face mask ensured that the competitors stayed six feet apart at all times. Uh, okay. There was one bit where they didn't, and he had to he had to jump in and enforce that that six feet. Um, I I loved it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I was um, watching it and I was messaging with some friends um, from like the, the comedy stuff that I do. And I was telling them about it and I had to send them some clips and um, it went down very well. Yeah, um, I watched it at work yesterday because I still have to go into work for some strange reason. Um, yeah. And uh, my colleague popped in to see how I was and she stood there and watched it with me and loved it. Yeah, it was so, a lot of fun. Um, yeah, ordinary level. people like this wrestling yeah because it's you know it's recognizable as physical comedy isn't it yeah you don't need to understand the stupid nuances of independent wrestling to understand that it's funny watching somebody pretend to have been hit by something that happened six feet away from them yeah and the canadian destroyer was was just amazing yeah Uh, there was a nice sequence where they threw a chair at each other back and forth yeah. across the ring um jimmy <laughs> lloyd jimmy lloyd took care to wipe it down well they had afterwards. to the referee uh enforced uh when, well, when they brought the the table into the chair into the ring the first time the referee yeah. ensured that they wiped it down and then when jimmy lloyd brought a door into the ring later the referee made him wipe that down as well <laughs> yeah um but yeah a lot of fun i really enjoyed that i'm, I'm like if I don't know. You can't do that every every day, but I was well into that. Um, yeah, and it was a nice little f- kind of farewell to wrestling uh, for a bit. Um, obviously, yeah. Japan's opened up again. I've got a, a DDT show uh, with Chris Brooks on it to watch uh, yeah, at some yeah. point. Um, I think they might be a bit early at reopening their arenas. I, but I think they're a bit premature, to be honest. I yeah. think Appar- they're apparently, they're taking people's temperature before they go in. Right, okay. But I think the the Olympics is um is a big, uh, big factor big factor in that yeah. they want to pretend that everything's okay so they can get to the Olympics. Yeah. But other um, than that, it's just going to be perusing the back catalogue of uh, IWTV and watching all these uh, stupid indie wrestlers go through yeah. uh, brilliant matches over the last few months that I've not been able to see. I'm looking forward to seeing a lot more Kylie Ray, um, a lot yeah. more Dan the Dad. Um, you know, bear country. These are the people that I'm, I'm going to really sort of get okay. into. But um, apart from that, I did watch something else wrestling related yesterday. All um, right, go on. Because you know, uh, quick plug. Uh, I've I've got my zine going at the moment, so uh, issue one is out. Um, issue two, I'm I'm working on and hoping to get it out by the end of the month. Even if the world ends, it'll still be another issue of the zine. Um, and yeah. for that, I watched uh, the. I've had it on DVD for a couple of years, but never got around to watching it. The uh, 1978 ITV sitcom starring Leonard Rossiter called The Losers, where Leonard Rossiter plays a wrestling manager. Um, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> and right. it's a curiosity, mate. It's a real curiosity. Episode four, in particular is uh well it's just special i'll say that so the the idea is that um leonard roster has has found 
this uh, new young wrestler, Alfred Molina, in his first ever acting job. <laughs> really? Or not. Yeah. Doc Ock. Yeah. Um, who plays a, a real simpleton um, called Nigel. Uh, and he, he learns that when people see Nigel lose, they love it. So he's a he's a lovable loser. That's the, the idea of the show. So he makes lots of money off Nigel being a loser because people like to, to see him lose. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, he gets him uh, a match in Brixton. Now, there's your first warning. OK. Um, oh, no. And okay. it turns out that down in Brixton, all matches are blacks versus whites because it's Brixton. Yeah. Right. And so Nigel. Uh, is uh, hired as the, the the feckless Orlando to wrestle the one of the the, the big guys down in Brixton, um, Citizen Coon. Oh no! Oh no! Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it turns out when he gets there, Citizen Coon couldn't make it. Uh, but instead, they've managed to find Sturm Banfura Wilkins. Uh, and as Landros say, oh, the Nazi guy he says, yeah, yeah, the Nazi guy. So oh he's my like, God. yeah. Um, so he says, well, OK, we'll have Sturm Bamfura Wilkins against uh, the, the feckless Orlando. And the promoter says, oh, no, 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 no. This is Brixton. I have to have a black versus white. Oh, no. <laughs> um, at which point he tells Leonard Roster to get uh, Orlando to black up. Now, Lenderos does not having any of this, even when he's offered another £100 on top to do okay. it. He says, well, why doesn't Wilkins do it? He says, Wilkins can't do it. He's, he's the local candidate for the National Front. He could be a future chancellor of the Exchequer. Oh, my God. Um, and then the promoter says, well, I'll get if you don't do this, I'll tell everyone that you didn't help me and I'll get you blackballed. Um, at which point Leonard Roster says, oh, we'll have to do it. But then the great Orlando, who throughout Leonard Roster's character has been fairly racist throughout the show. Mm-hmm. Um, or the, uh, Nigel, um, Alpha Molina's character, has not been. He's he's, very, he's like, you can't say that. You can't say that all, all, all the way through. So he refuses right. to do it. But then Leonard Roster says, well, you won't be out there as the great Orlando. Um, and I think he is. He's. he's uh, can you guess what name they give him? I don't want to. They call him the Ace of Spades. <laughs> um, he says, you you won't be out there as the great Orlando. You'll be out there as the Ace of Spades. Oh, my God. Uh... No one will know it's you. You can win for once. So, Nigel, because he's he, he really wants to win a match, but he, he's never been allowed. He agrees to do it um, so he can win. And uh, the, the the twist as well is that Leonard Roster is told that he has to black up as well because he has to have a black manager. Um, oh so they go God. out there. Half the crowd is white. Half the crowd is black. The black half of the crowd um, has a steel drum band in it. Just right. merrily playing away. The yeah. uh, Sturm Bamfura Wilkins comes out, complete with like people waving National Front and Nazi signs. Um, and then... The match starts and Nigel starts kicking shit out of him um, as the ace of spades, at which point uh, the the Nazi's manager goes around to Leonard Rossiter and says, what's your lad doing? He said, well, he, you know, he's fighting a fair fight. He's, and he says, uh, like, 
don't you realise we need we need the money for our election campaign to get this far? We've had to mug old packy grannies. Oh my god! That was that was a line that no, was said. No, no, no. Okay. Oh. Yeah. And then Nigel yeah. wins the fight, and then they are chased out of the arena by a group of Nazis, including one of them who turned up in the bill uh, many years later, as you'd expect, as like mm. one of the the main guys in the bill. And a group of Rastafarians chase the Nazis because they're chasing the Ace of Spades and his manager. And in the chase, Leonard Roster and Alfred Molina fall in the canal. And the uh, the the blacking up comes off. So the Nazis just laugh at them. But then the Rastafarians chase them and roll credits. 1978, this was. Yeah. At the same time, Leonard Roster was filming The Fall and Rise of Reginald Perrin. And he was appearing in the Shinzano adverts with Joan Collins. This is after Star Wars came out. I know. And An it was written, written by Alan Corran. It's, it's astounding. It's Absolutely the, astounding. It's I've on YouTube. Say, if anyone like wants to watch of, it, then one then of the get, worst things I've ever heard. Yeah. I mean, like, because obviously, like, famously, like, Love Thy Neighbour was yeah, like yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. thing and Mind Your Language. There were loads but, of racist sitcoms back in the day. Yeah, but like they were sitcoms whose entire premise was was around racism. And the idea was that, um, you know, with a nod and a wink, oh, the racist gets their comeuppance. And I suppose in a way they did in this, in that Stern Bamfura Wilkins got, you know, got the shit kicked out of him. Um, But, yeah, it's just, yeah. But, yeah, go and watch it. And uh, you can read all about it in the the next issue of my fanzine. I'm not going to watch that. Yeah, as I am horrified at the racism present in (sighs) uh, the 1978 sitcom The Losers. Okay, well, I yesterday watched some of season two of Westworld, which is baffling. It's just baffling. I'm not any racism in that. Uh, No, not really. Um, uh, You know, some people don't like artificial intelligence. I'll tell you that. Um, that, That's the racism of the future, isn't it? And then I watched uh, some more Lego Masters. No racism right. in that, as far as I can tell. No. Um, all the little guys are yellow, aren't they? So. Oh yeah. Um, that's cool. Um, and then I rewatched Us, uh, the movie right. Us. Yeah. Um, uh, not really any racism in that, as far no. as I can remember. Well, I've not seen Us or Get Out, so. Mm. I need to put that right. I at think some you point. Should, I think you should watch both of them. I think they're both great. Yeah, really, really good. Yeah. Instead, um, last night uh, we 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 offered the daughter a chance of what film to watch, and okay. she opted to watch for the umpteenth time, uh, Horrible Henry the movie. Right. I've not seen right. that one. It's all right. It's yeah. all right. You know, no fieldings in it. Okay. Angelica Houston um, playing a Scottish woman called Miss Battleaxe. Yeah, Richard E. Right. Grant. It's, it's quite a star-studded cast. Um, McFly. Um, they turn up as a band at the uh, school concert. Good, good. Yeah. They're, well, they're the best band, aren't they? So they are, would, wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, and uh, I also watched Brooklyn Nine Nine from this week, with which was a Doug Judy episode. Well, I figured out how to get a PS4 controller to work with my laptop. Sweet. So uh, I started playing a game this morning, a demo of a game. 
right. I think it was called like a short walk. Um, okay. I think that's what it was called, um, which was quite cute. Played yeah. that for a little bit. Um, yeah, just filling my time. I, I've been finding it really hard to like concentrate on anything for any yeah. real length of time at the moment, which is yeah, I hear you with that. Just bad. Yeah. I think because I'm in constant like contact as well with people via text message or whatever it's like i just don't want to you know i don't want to disconnect and just sit and watch something for a while or read a book i can't i I haven't been able to read at all like i can't sit down and read anything um but that will come i'm sure like i feel like we're in we're in um we're in the first phase of this um and it will settle down a little bit in terms of like routine and 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 whatever um you know and and the isolation thing will you know become the normal and then we'll be able to just get on with that for a little while yeah um, and we'll we'll talk about it the other side with with fond yeah. memories uh of yeah. what we did in the great shutdown of 2020 the old british diff upper lip yeah. through it my, my, I spoke to my mum this morning because it is Mother's Day hopefully uh, all of you have spoken to your mothers even people like Chris who doesn't like his mother I spoke um, to my mum yesterday I'm going to ring her when we're done here right. actually. Um, and uh, she she invoked the war uh, as I was speaking to her it's the first time she's done that um, I was a little disappointed It's because like, my mum wasn't born till 1951 um, <laughs> so what does she know about the war do you know what I mean yeah but they're gonna yeah, do it, aren't they? These old Yeah. It's um yeah, it's a weird it's a weird time and it's a weird sort of way of uh thinking about it. Oh Donald Trump's up to it up to his old tricks, isn't he? Is he turn this to make make himself look good out of this. Oh yeah, yeah. Refer, like referring to himself as like a wartime president. Right. Because <laughs> he, he famously uh, went to war, didn't he? Yeah. Well, no. He's it, like he's basically he thinks that this will paint him in the same way that like the Second World War did for Churchill. Yeah. Someone was saying yesterday that um, Boris Johnson uh, thinks he's he's Winston Churchill, um, but actually he's Neville Chamberlain. <laughs> um, and we're, we're I mean, waiting. Actually, he's Boris Johnson. Well, I mean, there like, is that. It's yeah. incomparable. Like. Uh, he is, yeah, he is his own um, ridiculous entity. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, yeah. what have you got what have you got planned? Uh, I'm going to have some lunch, and then mm. I'm going to build a desk. Yeah. Um, same desk what I just bought, and then do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do a survey of my cupboards and find out exactly what food I've got in the house. Oh, very good. Yeah. So then I I know what I need to buy. Um, and I, like I'm not just out there blindly buying stuff because mm-hmm. um, yeah I figure it's time to get military on this uh, yeah and, and work out and uh, I might even um, work out a tally uh, where whenever we use a uh, a toilet roll we you mark it off so we know how many toilet rolls we've got left do you know what I mean we get I'm gotta get to, organized I'm up to uh, four point eight toilet rolls at the moment all right I managed to acquire another couple of toilet rolls yesterday okay so that's good i'm quite pleased with that i'm just one man in the flat i don't need that much toilet roll no. for a long stretch of time um just jump in the shower in it yeah um 
on that note. Yeah, dis- disgusting. All right. Okay. <laughs> so um, we were thinking, um, dear listeners, that um, if anybody has a burning desire to jump on one of these Skype chats with us, maybe we can do a bit of that. Yeah. Tell um, us what you've been up to. Yeah. Um, so, you know, maybe drop one of us a message, um, say that you'd be keen to do it and uh, and we can work that out because this is um, this going to be a long term project, isn't it? So, yeah. We might. Oh, that was good. Yeah, uh, I, just, <laughs> I just picked up a random thing in my daughter's room uh, where I'm recording, and uh, I thought, oh, what does this do? And it, it was squeezy, so I thought, all oh, right, I'll squeeze it, and it goes. Right, right, right. Well, there you go. I think my daughter um, has killed Sweep. Okay, your daughter is a human. Yeah. Okay, not like a not not a dog. No. <laughs> okay, that sounds like a dog. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Okay, cool. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, on that note, um, it's the afternoon. I'm going to go and have some lunch and um, I'll speak to you later. So uh, don't. Actually, I'm not even going to. I'm going to I'm going to change it up. Don't go to bed. We had joy, we had fun, we had seasons in the sun But the hills that we climbed were the seasons of time All our lives we had fun, we had seasons in the sun But the world that we need were just starfish on the beach